In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. When you drive down Lake Shore to get to the shrine coming from downtown, I'm sure you have noticed this big concrete, or what looks like concrete sign, that says, You are beautiful. I've always been curious about this sign. Not sure if it was in response to a suicide preventing campaign or a desperate initiative to promote the beauty of Chicago, famous South Side. So yes, I looked up online and found that Your Beautiful started as a passion project in 2002 with 100 stickers with a goal to help people feel better every day. And now helping spread millions of stickers, art murals and installations far and wide. And with the goal to add a little positivity to the world. What a program. However, when I look at it, and I guess I'm not the only one to feel this way, I feel that the sign is certainly not meant to refer to someone else, to a third party, like as I mentioned, the neighborhood or something, but we take it very personally when you read it. Not that I necessarily feel like I am beautiful, but we have to admit that the goal is quite rich, to add a little positivity to the world, to our lives. And this brings us back to the central theme of today's gospel, texts of the Mass. Love an epistle first. Love your neighbor as yourself, and you will soon understand the connection. The measure of love Christ claims for the one who is willing to love his neighbor is that of the love he first has for himself. In other words, well-ordered charity, as you know, begins with oneself. Some might see here maybe a kind of contradiction, a very selfish love as a way to practice a very self-sacrificing love. To understand what it is, that it, what it is that first measure of love of self, one must consider the work of God's own creation. We, as unique individual being, each one of us has been created by God, of course, and co-created by our parents. Maybe out of a pure and beautiful love on the part of our parents, maybe out of selfish and self-interested, very carnal love, but certainly out of an infinite, immense, eternal love from God himself. To love oneself truly is to love that very image of a God that took our human nature and took upon himself the sins of the world and so as to redeem our fallen nature. As we read in Genesis chapter 1, And God said, Let us make men wearing our own image and likeness. So more than a mere distant creation, as many philosophers profess, No, but a creation which already includes, at its very source, a deep relation, a deep communication of love, image and likeness of the Holy Trinity in us. So we bear within us, we bear a certain presence of God, because image of Himself. And I don't think if we realize enough what all this implies in our lives, for ourselves and for others. You are beautiful, 
Because the model from which you have been made a copy is perfectly, perfectly good and beautiful. Tremendous feeling of unworthiness of the one who can fully grasp this reality. And St. Augustine had that cry from the heart. May I only remember you. May I know you. May I love you. And St. Paul, all those who from the first were known to him, he has destined from the first to be molded into the image of his son, who is thus to become the eldest born among many brethren, the image of his son. Our mission then is to reproduce this image of the son, which is the model in the order of our salvation. How easily this image can be darkened because of sin, stained or teared up because of mortal sin. How then could anyone even see the signature of the creator, the beauty and genius of the artist? How could anyone feel deeply attracted to the love of God? And you see here why so many of our contemporaries have lost this inner attraction to that incredible and indescribable force, power of the Creator. Because creation, and man especially, seem to have erased from himself that very image. And this is obvious when it comes to criminal laws in regard to the life of the unborn. Respect your nature, respect your soul, by glorifying your Creator and by keeping His presence in you, avoiding any sin that could deprive it from His divine life in you. Respect your body, not following the trends and tendencies of a society that runs into its own perdition and destruction. Trends and fashions will change and go away quickly, but God's presence never. Once this is understood, I can then consider the first half of this grave exhortation. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor and no need here of great dreams and great initiatives to help far and beyond. But charity, according to the very expression, charity begins at home. And it begins also within these four walls where all of us share certainly the same difficulties, the same weaknesses, the same discomfort, the same joys, the same tears maybe, but most of all the same heavenly bread of life, source of life, fountain of love. And a little note here on friendship. Friendship is the most dangerous of all love, says St. Francis de Sales. Why? Because other loves can exist without communication, without exchange or closeness. But friendship is completely founded upon communication and exchange and cannot exist in practice without sharing, sharing in the qualities and defects of the friend loved. And I think friendship imposes itself here quite clearly simply because of the space we're given. Communication Exchange, closeness. So let's make a little examination of conscience here. How well, for instance, do I know the people here at the shrine? 
that share with me all of the above. The same people I see every Sunday, and maybe more. How much do I actually know them? How much do I try to get to know them? At least some of them. And this is the mark of true Christians, influenced by the sole motive of the love of God. So let the shrine become a heaven of, and a beacon of peace and of true Christian friendship. As we just celebrated the Feast of Candlemas yesterday and blessed the candles, which flames, as you know, are the symbol of the love of God, burning love that cannot do anything else but be diffusive of itself. Let us keep, protect, and cherish the burning flames of sanctifying grace in our souls. And even when Jesus seems, seems to be silent, when the warmth of His presence seems to have vanished in the midst of a great storm, as the disciples had to experience, as we read in today's Gospel. Well, let us remember we are specially loved being here at the shrine. We are specially loved and called by Him. But He allows that, sometimes to be, to seems to be absent, He allows that in order for us to feel more and more humble and to feel the need of His presence and help in every aspect of our lives. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.